Welcome to the Jersey to Vegas podcast. This podcast talks about the hows, whys, and what's next in your life journey. If you're looking to start fresh and turn over a new leaf, you're in the right place. Now, here's your host, Pete Isip. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Jersey to Vegas podcast. This is Coach Pete, episode number 13. I'm very excited to have our second guest here. Some of you guys may know him, some of you guys may not know him, but he's a very good, special friend of mine. It is Coach Matt Bustos from Nutley, New Jersey. Give him a round of applause, everybody. He's uh, I'll put some type of track. Crickets. To make sure it's good. Some, some, some things. If you guys don't know who Coach Matt is, in a quick runaround story, um, he was one of our coaches at Crank, started off as an intern, um, became a coach, lead coach. Like he's one of the best guys I, I know. Um, I could tell you more about him, but we don't have that much time in a podcast. Maybe that'll be a, a podcast called Special Tribute to Matt Bustos, but maybe at some point. So, Matt, would you like to introduce yourself now? Matt Bustos. Hello, everybody. My name is Matt Bustos, former intern at uh, Crank Systems Gym about. I don't know, maybe what, seven, seven, eight years ago? I don't freaking know. Time just flew by, man. I don't Literally know. flew by. Uh, yeah, so I was interning with Feet while I was in college. Uh, kind of didn't really know what I wanted to do yet. I was going the teaching route. I did get uh, my teaching degree uh, just to make my parents happy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Once I did my uh, student teaching, just because I know kids don't really care about gym class. That's what turned me off about the teaching round. And then, you know, come mm. in a crank class and be like complaining the entire time during class. Like, I hate this. I hate that. I'm like, you know what? I can't do that. Some people can't. I can't. So I went the coaching route because I really want to help people who wanted to be helped. So that's really the reason why I went to the coaching route. Uh, as well as like, I always had like a weight issue growing up. You know, the neighbor would overfeed me. I'm up, but always overfeed. And I always had a weight problem. So uh, I always wanted to help people like, you know, that's going through hard times with their, their image and stuff. So that's why I went through this route. And thankfully, Pete was there to help me, pick me up, give me some direction and ended up make, having my own gym. So that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, man. It's kind of funny. I wrote it down, but kids didn't care about gym class. What a fucking thought. I mean, think about it. Put yourself in gym class right now back in high school or elementary school. You didn't really care. Right. You just did it to like play something. Yeah. You play, you play with your friends. You didn't care because you were, you know, athletic. I'm sure like, I'm sure the kids like who didn't care about sports or anything, like those are the ones who didn't dress. Like you have to deal with don't dress. People don't care about their grade. People care about showing up. I'm like, I can't for the rest of my life. Personally. Right. No, it makes a lot of sense. I would never have thought about that. Like most people cut gym class. Yeah. Right. That's like the one you probably get away with it the most, but same time you need four years of it to graduate. Yes. It's a standard. Yeah. But everyone doesn't really give a shit about it. No. Sorry, gym teachers out there. If you're a gym, a phys ed, let me not discredit yeah. you. You just phys ed teachers. I'm not going to discredit you. I don't knock, I don't knock them anyway. Cause like school no. was not, phys ed and health was not easy. No. Like learning anatomy physiology kinesiology it's a lot of stuff but yeah. like once you get the job then it's it's pretty nice it's not not too hard after that right right you still deal with the kids that don't give a shit i guess that's really it that's so, wow. i didn't a lot have a credit to you guys then wow yeah a lot of credit to them what a that's a crazy spinoff i would i'm not i'd be like ah because you know 
because I don't want the salary. I don't, I don't want to like be in school type thing. I never thought of like, I don't want to be in a class where people don't care. Exactly. That's what, that was my main thing. Wow. That's like coaching. Imagine coaching a class that where yeah. they just, they're, like, they're there because some like, right. You, like you said, like when the parents pay for them to be there to fucking, you know, to get stronger or to lose weight, they never wanted to be there. They never wanted to be there. Then that's, that's the worst when you're the coach. You're like, and now you don't want to be there. Right. You're like what? wasting my time if you're wasting your time right right so. oh man that's a that's a good one so let's spin off that uh really fast because um you did just open your gym congratulations by the Thank way you. congratulations um it's a it's a very nice facility if you guys haven't um go to instagram boost performance i don't boost mess it up day boost performance nj yep yes at um at, on instagram or sure it's the same thing everywhere yeah. else you go most likely branding yeah. all right yeah cool. it's good um okay so let's let's go back a couple months or probably a year before you actually opened right COVID hit everything closed we closed our gym what did you think I said oh shit what am I gonna do I was like stressed like I mean I'm sure everyone is it you know COVID was hard on everybody um, everyone deal with it differently. Uh, personally, for me, since this is my question, like, I didn't know what to do for like, when COVID was like really bad, like March, April, May. Um, I was collecting unemployment because I couldn't really work. Uh, people don't want to go outside yet. Uh, but once start people like, once we start getting a little warmer, we start going outside a little more. Um, training people in any park you can think of around town and their backyards, uh, if they felt comfortable in their basements, garages, literally everywhere. Anywhere I could think of, whether it was hot, whether it was cold, freezing, rain, I was there. Um, and I just thought, and I always kept telling myself, like, I don't know when, but one day this is all gonna pay off. Like, even if I didn't want to be there, I'm like, this is gonna pay off someday. I don't know when, but it's gonna pay off. And then, you know, I saved all that money that I made, because thank God I was still living at home. So I had my parents, I had roof under my head didn't have to pay any rent um still had my meal prep business that was doing well during covid um because we were doing the uh the donation program oh, where yeah. where people were pretty much donating money for us to feed you know hospital uh police officers fire department where it was crazy and we were doing really well for the, those past three months so all that money i saved and then i had no choice but to open up a gym because uh, I started getting cold again, like in the wintertime, like December, January. I'm like, I need to do something because they can't train outside anymore. So, you know, I took the leap, uh, found myself a little gym, 600 square feet, and I'm outgrowing it very quickly, which is good. And uh, yeah, so that's how we came to be. Very cool. That is a cool, that's a cool little story, right? Most of the time when you, you do make those bigger decisions, you're in some type of a hold, right? You're some type of like, whether it's mentally, whether it's financially you're in some type of a it's time to do something you know it's almost like a not panic but um i don't know i don't know the words my, my plan a like i only had one plan i had no plan b i'm like i have to figure this out i have no other option this is what i want to do in my life plan a nothing else right and that's it 600 square feet and there's a lot of people are like oh man that's so small it's like um do you know joe defranco yeah. he was in 600 square feet when he started and i and thought it I, when I made my gym, I'm like, if he can operate out of there, I'm like, I can. Did you take a field trip to his, his gym, the, the, I, like the smaller I, one with me? 
Went with you one time, yes, across yes. the field. Yes, and that's like six years ago while he's yeah. made it. So if you don't know Joe DeFranco, Joe DeFranco, I said it before, he's just a real, he's a guy that I look up to for uh, strength training, uh, especially with athletes. Um, but at the same time, he started with a 600 square foot gym um, somewhere in Jersey, Bergen County, where like the, the bathroom was connected to it was like there was shit inside the gym. And then he went into a really big warehouse facility, like huge that everyone wanted to go into. And then more recently, he went to his other gym. And it was only like a thousand square feet. It really wasn't that big. And now he's like, you know, a lot of people think that you have to start at so big when you like get a gym where it's like, usually you want to start off small, then you go big and you end up going small again. It really kind of depends on the person or like the, the quality of the program, I guess. Right. Yeah. I've been, I've been seeing that a lot. Like I, I observe everything. Like there's this like people opening up their gyms. I like kind of see like what went wrong. If it went wrong and what went right. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to go the smart route as, as bad as I want the big warehouse to start. I also don't want to put myself in crazy debt for years. So I'm starting out small and then maybe I'll get even a bigger one, maybe a thousand square feet next, then maybe a thousand square feet. And then hopefully one day it will be, you know, a big warehouse. Right. Right. But one thing at a time. One thing at a time, man. That's definitely the, uh, the smart route because you do observe and you can tell you're observant. Um, you do still learn a lot. You go out to seminars, no matter like if you have a day and a half left, I see you flying out to Florida or wherever all the time, you know, I know you're just in it. I know you're in it to, I don't want to say that's such a corny t-shirt. I know you're in it to win it, but I'm not going to say it, but I did. Uh, <laughs> but here's a question uh, that kind of asks that what lesson has your job taught you, meaning current job situation uh, that you think everyone should learn at some point? What do you think is the biggest lesson that your job has taught you that someone should kind of take away from right now? I think in any business or just life in general, you just have to need to be a people's person. You have to be real. You have to be truthful. You can't bullshit. You can't lie to people because that's going to end up writing an ass somewhere down the road. Just have to be honest with people, be truthful um, and just be a people's person, communicate with them, you know, let them know what's real, what's up. Um, and just don't be a fake person because that's always going to, you know, it's going to be the downfall of you if you if you try to be or think someone that you're not. Just always be yourself authentically because when you're authentic with people, then uh, they will believe you. The right people will stick with you, right? You don't want the, like, the wrong people because not everyone's going to like what you do, like what you say, but that's okay. Like, you can find, someone else will find that person or uh, the right people will stick to you and then you can help them grow. Right. So think, uh, expand on the word authentic. Like what, what is it to you? What's authenticity and how are you authentic in this field? Uh, just again, just being honest and truthful. Um, I'm no like, I don't, I'm not a know-it-all. I don't, I don't think that I know everything. Uh, I'm always humble in everything I do. Um, I always try to learn, always try to educate myself. Um, if I think someone is, you know, slacking or half-assing, I'll let them know. You know, I'll give them tough love when they need it. Yeah, just be truthful and uh, be honest with your story of, you know, the struggles that you have personally. Like for me, like people know that like, like I have a meal prep business. I have a gym. I'm a trainer. I'm very educated. Right now, am I happy with where I'm at physically? No. Um, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay saying that, being truthful about it. Because someone's going to relate to that that's listening to this right now. Maybe right. other are going to relate to it. I was talking to a few other trainers. I'm like, listen, like, how do I get out of this funk Like, where you were talking about it before you addressed it? Right. Like, As a trainer, how do you motivate yourself to train yourself when you have no time? You put everyone else in front of you. 
And that's my biggest struggle right now. And it's, it's always going to be my struggle until I figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, I, I just have to write down, you know, like my schedule every hour, what I need to do for the day. I think that's going to help me out. Right. Um, I also like an all in or not type of person. Yes. It's like a hit or miss. It's with true. That. Yeah. Like anything that I'm fully committed to or like I know what I'm going to do, like I'm going to do it. But if I'm like not fully committed to it, I just don't care at all. Right. Right. So. You are all in. And it's, it's weird yeah. because with um, it's just like anything else. Right. It's anyone that works. Right. When you there's, no, there's never an equal exchange and it's hard because you're either going to your business is going to succeed, but something always falls back. You know, and for you physically, that's kind of what's happening. You know, and the same thing, like if um, there's someone that has you know, eight figure business or eight figures works all day long, guess what? They're probably not be really good at being a father or being a mother. You know, something always hits that, 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 that back end, but you're still in the beginning trenches of things. Like, even though it's going to be almost a year, half a year now. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're going to be fully into that. And the more you get into your procedures and your processes, it becomes more routine, right? And your days become almost like Groundhog's Day. It becomes the same fucking day over and over and over again. And that's when you kind of can insert that new goal or that new um, situation or new venture because you're all in. You can't just be like, okay, I'm working out for fun. And then yeah, you know, it's like, I, I fucking I'm, see results. I'm not as hard as my, uh, on myself now because I just realized it's my first year of business. Right. Like I have to put all into my business right now, just to like build that foundation. And once, like, once everything is set up, then you know, I can start, you know, right. take care of stuff a little more. Still do it. Just can't. It's, it's hard because you, you're doing it. You know, you're working out when you can. You're doing what you can. But you, you are like you said, you're all or nothing. So it's hard to like to see yourself just do a little bit with nothing happening. You know, it's like you're just doing it, and it's like you know what, I want to lose 300 pounds. I'm just going to walk and then eat like shit. It's like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, it's nothing is, you're not going to get the results you want, but you are being healthy by choosing to do things, by choosing to, obviously you, you, you definitely live by what you preach. You, you know, you, you do what it is uh, you tell people to do and you can see it. You know, some people may be like, oh, he's always on Instagram. It's like, no shit, because he wants to show you that he does his shit. Like, that's what he does. You know, and, he, and when he makes you do it, now you understand that that's the reason he's doing it. It's because he thinks it's very beneficial for you to do. I don't know why I'm getting mad. <laughs> I'm getting mad. Uh, something people misunderstand about you. Uh, pretty, yeah, pretty much kind of like what I just, uh, mm -hmm. what we just discussed. Yeah. Like perfect people. Like, yes, I know I'm a coach. Yes, I know I have a, two businesses, one a meal prep, one a gym. Like, yes, I'm educated. I know nutrition. I know what to do to lose weight because I've done it before. Uh, and that's through experience, just like my past experiences. I know I can do this because I've done it before. Like I transferred my body from, you know, fat to bodybuilding. Uh, I won my bodybuilding show. I won powerlifting. I won jujitsu. Had my meal prep business. Like I did all that. So I know how to get there. It's just a matter of me, like having my goal again to get there. Um, people think like I'm perfect all the time. Like I'm not. Like uh, I love food. Like <laughs> the weekend, right. hit, you know, I mess up too. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't feel bad about it. You know, you take ownership of what you do. Like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have had that, but I had it anyway. So what? Um, right. And then a lot of people are just harder on themselves. Like they're not getting the results they want. It just really has to come down to like if you really want it or not. Right. You have to have that hard talk with yourself, and um, 
if you really want to get to your goal, you have to be committed. Right. Can't just try. If you really, really want to get to your goal, you just have to be committed. That's all. Right. right. But yeah, pretty much but I'm not, I'm okay with that right now. I'm okay that I'm not perfect. Right. You're okay. Because you know, you're, you know, the phase, you know, a lot of people are such in a rush to get to what it is that they forget that they're doing the right things. You're doing the right things, but it just doesn't come as fast as you want. So you quit pretty fast. The hardest thing is uh, patience. Yep. But you know, like body, like say you're in a bodybuilding uh, phase, like every day you want to quit. I wanted to quit every day. Yeah, every day. I have videos on my phone of me crying. I never posted. I will yeah. though. Like one day I'll, I'll post. Oh, you got one? <laughs> I yeah. my car like i can't do this anymore like I'm and then you just keep going and then you get there and it's like wow i did it right <laughs> it's so funny you talk yeah. yourself out of it so much you know, oh, i watch yeah. coach wayne all the time like yo your daily deposits freak me out but yeah, same he, time inspire me but same time like inspire me you know he's deep into prep right now so i know how he's yeah, he's like seven weeks out, right? Six, seven weeks out almost. Yeah, I could tell his face like for a week or two ago. You could just tell he was down. I'm like, dude, if you need me, I got you. Yeah. I was like, like, he did the same thing for me when I was deep into prep. Right. I'll, yo, if I look like I'm not in there, like, don't have me in there. Just tell me. I'll cover. Or you, you cover. <laughs> like, it was, it was, yeah, it was bad. I get it. Yeah. That's, that prep life is not. We had, I just did a podcast with uh, one of my ex-wrestlers. He's getting ready for the Olympia. Yeah, and, I like, saw him. He's fucking, like, I don't know how he, like, smiles. I don't understand. Like, why do you, how do you smile anymore? <laughs> I never used to smile, ever. <laughs> These guys are posing for fucking magazines and shit. I don't, I don't know how they do that when they have, like, they're in a deficit of, like, 30%. It's terrible. It's a terrible, terrible life. But they're committed. Yeah. And that's it. You're doing whatever it takes. No matter how it feels, no matter how hard it is, no matter the struggle, they're still just moving in a direction that they're focusing on. And I think that's the same thing that you're doing with your business and you can see it, right? It's nonstop action. It's nonstop posting. It's nonstop marketing. Obviously you're in business. That's all it is. No matter what it is, it's obviously quality care and a good product. And on top of that, the marketing and the patients put that together, you get a pretty decent business and, or if not a very successful one. And you're kind of doing all the, all the right things. So I uh, commend you on everything that you're doing. As much as I miss every single person inside that place that, that I see you post. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. It's crazy pants. It's crazy. I watch them. And I'm like, oh, there they are. It's almost like I'm just watching the back room all the time. Yeah. Like when you walk into like meatheads, like I'm just watching the meatheads. Like I'm just not keep most of them like together still, you know? Yeah. I don't to like you know here 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 because right. right. we trust over the years that's what it is i'm sorry i said because we built that trust over the years with everyone right that, that, that's really the game changer um, that's it i i think crank work like it's it's just like the people right you yep. build that trust with them over the years and then they just trust you and they stick with you right because you're honest you fucking exactly. tell them when they're right you tell them when they're wrong and then you help them because you give a shit about like, yeah, you're like, yeah, they had a bad day. Well, why? Why did you have a bad day? You know, it's like, it's a shit like that, that most trainers are just like, oh, let me just make sure I get my clients in. And then that's it. You know, end of the day, it's like, you're not going to have anything that sustains if you really.
I'm going to ask you this question is, what do you think your biggest failure in life is? And what did you learn from it so far? Biggest failure? Mm -hmm. I can't really think of like a biggest failure. Like there's times that I've failed in things I've done, but it's just a lesson from it and learning from it. I'll think about, all right, so let's throw it back to when I was in college, okay. fresh sophomore year. I almost, uh, I almost bombed out of college twice. Like all I did was party freshman year. My GPA was like a one five. Like I was literally on brink of uh, getting kicked out of school. Um, I think, and then sophomore year, I think I got a DUI. And I think that was my biggest failure because that was an eye opener for my entire life. Like once I got that, I was like, I got a DUI. I got locked up for a little bit or just did the holding cell. It just felt like very, like that wasn't me. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and then I was about to get kicked out of school. My parents put all this money into me to, you know, get me an education. And then that from day on, I just like stopped what I was doing. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta turn this around in my life. So that's, that's what happened. Wow. You know, take school more seriously. Uh, I found you. I'm like, oh, I want to get into that and see if uh, you know, I learned anything. Really stuck with that. Um, I worked a few jobs just to put some money in my pocket, but I was just a very, very hard worker. Like, yeah, thing I did, I worked hard for. I think that was the point when I was like at my my lowest from college. Wow. Mm. Oh. So freshman year, you almost bombed out. One point one point eight. Yeah, sophomore year, I was like one point seven. Jesus. And then you got a DUI sophomore year as well. Freshman or sophomore year, somewhere around there. Somewhere in that time. Yeah. Um, my my was... dad went to school because my license was suspended. I felt like the biggest loser. I'm like, I can't do it. Like, no, right. this is not what I want to have. Right. I turned it around. And that's it. I think it's yeah. a great lesson, man. Like, especially if you have kids that are like, you know, maybe graduating. You deal with a lot of kids as well, you know, like high school kids um, for football that although you may fuck up, which is pretty normal at some point, there's going to be some point where you have to make a decision that's time for you to change. Exactly. Right. I, I think you, I think you found that. Um, and I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did, yeah. man. Me too. Yeah. Really glad. Cause you, you fucking are really good at what you do. So it's not over. If you get a DUI, most people may say it's over. I might as well just keep getting DUIs or now I'll just keep fucking up, you know, and they always think that they're a fuck up their entire life. But sometimes you're not. It's just a decision to be different, you know, than what you are and recognizing who you are. And Matt just said it. Matt goes, I just didn't feel like myself. And I think that's very important. Like knowing who you are, what you're doing, where you're going is, is a very important, you know, uh, factor to have in, in any type of growth, um, whether you're in high school, college, or fucking 55 or 30, you know, you can still be lost. Why do you think people go through midlife crisis and quarter life crisis? Because we have no idea what the fuck is happening. So life is just moving and you don't want to catch up and you get lost and, you know, you hit these, these swings of things and it happens. Um, that was good, man. But I also believe you, you have to surround yourself with the right people. I think that was like, like I told you, like <clears throat> once I went to you uh, for that internship, that really changed everything for me. Like I was just around all great people, like starting with you and then the whole team and then all the members there just made me a better person. Yeah. Like, hanging out less with my so-called friends at the time. Like I wasn't hanging out with them anymore. And then ever since then, you know, you you learn from all these other people, different ages and you become what you want to be. Right. Right. 
who you surround yourself with and what you want to do. Yep. You are who you hang out with. It's probably yeah. the, the biggest um, life key for any kid that's grown up, you know, and it's funny when you're, you're a kid or a teenager, you listen to your parents, like, don't hang out with him. He's bad news where it's like, no, he's not. And then you find out like later on down the line, it's like, man, imagine if I kept hanging out with them, like, where would I be? What would I be doing? You know, and never changed. But, you know, you learn sometimes you need to go through that. <clears throat> right. It's a failure to understand and learn. Because if you don't, then you'll never learn anything. Exactly. And that's, that's the biggest failure. It's not learning from your failure. You know, yeah. that's, you know, that's definitely the biggest failure. And I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad you did that. If you um, look at his left hand, he very nicely wears a wedding ring. He just recently got married. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. My question to you is that, where did you meet her? Because Matt is very secretive. By the way, just so you know, Matt posts everything about working out, the Giants, fucking uh, his car at the time. This was like at the time when they're dating, I guess. I never knew he had a girlfriend. I didn't know anything. Where did you meet her? And how the fuck did you know? I know you knew she was the one, but how did you know? Oh, man, she's going to watch this now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I met her through a mutual friend. Uh, I met I DM'd her on Instagram, shot my shot, and it worked, guys. So whoever's out there, shoot your shots. You might get no's, but there's going to be one yes. And now I'm married to her, so I'm very happy. We're very happy we have our house now together. Uh, but let's go back, rewind. Uh, so I, I messaged her like 5 a.m. because I need to be at 5 a.m. class to crank. She's like, what is this dude messaging me at 5 in the morning? I, was, uh, I don't know what, it was. maybe it was like hump day or something. I said something funny. And then met up for our first day. We had sushi at uh, Mamoya and Bloomfield. Um, I was very confident. I wasn't nervous. And I'm mm. usually nervous when I go on a date or something. But for some reason, I was super confident in this one. So I was like, this one might be the one. I don't know. So fast forward, yeah. We have a house together. Uh, we're married. We're happy. Um, hopefully a future family. And uh, what was the other questions? I forgot. I think that was it. How did you meet her? They kind of answered it. That yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So people, you were saying I'm like secretive about like what I post, like mm -hmm. with my personal life. I kind of mm -hmm. am. But I'll post it once in a while. Mm -hmm. But I know like for me, things that are like super important to my life, I try not to like post it, post it, post it on social right. media because that's kind of like my own privacy thing. <clears throat> um, and I feel like a lot of people like kind of just like, People who are like a lot of relationships, they're always posting, 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 posting. I'm like, I feel like that's not gonna work. Then it ends up not working. Right. I'm like whatever's important to you, keep it like to you first. Then when right. you know and you guys are you know married and all that, then start posting that stuff. Agreed. It's almost like when someone you know someone's in a bad place when they're Instant. posting a lot of positive shit. Yes. Right? It's like I can do this, you can do this, we can do this. I'm like, yeah, the gun's in my throat. You know, yeah. it's that, it's that intense. And they're like, it's almost like, please help me. This is how they want to portray. We just watched a weird documentary too. I think it's called American, American Murder. And it's just, it's just about like how this lady portrayed this life about how great, you know, everything was, but deep down, she ended up getting killed by her husband. But, you know, I, knew, you know, I don't want to ruin it for you guys. Not that anyone's going to fucking watch it anyway. 
it really does make that does make sense that like I and I talk about personally like back then I knew nothing about I never ask anyone about their personal life anyway, unless they're okay you know for you know especially like relationships and shit I just never got into it but I never even knew I never even knew I didn't know Ames was getting married and no one knows Ames had oh, kids Ames that's a perfect example perfect example I didn't know he had three kids I was like what <laughs> where'd the third one come from so what's one question you wish I, w- I would have asked and how would you have answered it? Who asks and who's asking the question? Me. What's okay, a question you wish-, you wish I asked, asked you, and then what would be the answer to that question? I wish you asked me, hey, Matt, you want to go halves on a big gym with me? And how would you answer that? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be- oh, my God. I know. Honestly. How do you remember, do that? I, you know that because I kept, remember I, over COVID, I was like, hey, Pete, I was, kept sending you like places. Found yeah. out where on, in Nutley and the price was good. And you're like, oh, I'm so tempted, but I can't. Right. And I'm like, I'm sticking to your, your guns, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I that's one thing that I kind of wished. But who knows? Yeah, who knows? He's just, you know, he just did, guys. He took a shot again. Another he shot. Took, he took another shot. Remember right that. Now, Right, there's a possibility, like one percent. Right, there is. You actually made me think. You made me think. And how does that happen? How does that work? That backfired on me. All right. So, did you ask me that question? Can you answer that question for me? Yeah. For me, I'm working on it. I definitely. I don't know if I see myself doing it again, but I've never thought of the role. This would open my eyes. I never thought of the role about not being around to help open a gym. Because I don't know if I can do that. I'm all the way, if you guys don't know, I'm in Las Vegas. If you guys don't know this podcast, I'm here. And Matt's in New Jersey. Um, I never, yeah, I never thought about partnering. I never, ever wanted to partner with people. Um, I just had, you know, bad experiences with partners. And, you know, I'm probably can be tough to deal with at some point of, of my life. Only because I am so, like, straightforward when it comes to something. Like, if I see it, I'm going. Like, it's like, you're, the train's going to keep going. And. And doesn't I think that's what happened to me is that my train stopped without me wanting to stop. So it was hard for me to to recover from that. And that's what I'm working on now. So I'm giving myself this time to like with therapy, psychiatrist, medication, you know, I, I was in a bad place. Um, and everyone knows that. So for me, I'm actually working on trying to accept fitness back into my life. Is that weird? Ain't that weird? How something you love and and like did every day, it becomes like. Like you hate it. You just, you know? I don't hate it. I think you just need a break. That's all. Yeah. No, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I just, yeah. it makes me cry all the time. So Is it's it not that I hate it. I hate how it makes me feel because I, I can't understand why it makes me feel this way versus the way it used to make me feel. Does it make, it you, does it make you like emotional because you miss it or the memories or? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The memories, the, the processes, everything. It was like my, I think I said it in my last podcast was it was my identity. It's like, that's who I developed myself to be. You know, I became Crank Pete, Pete from Crank. That's like, no one, that's all, that's all I became. It doesn't define me as a person. You know, it just became my identity of, of who I was around that I was surrounded with. So I I believe that I'll, I'll get there at some point. It's getting a lot easier. To be honest with you, it's a lot easier to, you know, I could wear the clothes. I couldn't wear Crank clothes. I couldn't even fucking on the plane here. 
I had crank pants on because it was cold there. Now it's 119 degrees here. And I had the crank logo on the thing. I peeled it off the entire time because I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop looking at it. So I, I took the whole flight. It took me the whole flight to rip off the gold crank Nutley logo. I said, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But that's how, that's how bad it was. Like I gave away all my crank clothes. I gave it to all the kids at Bucktown. I came here with like two shirts that said crank on it. It's, it was, it was, it's, it was that bad because I like, it was almost like you just wanted like to, you wanted to disappear. You wanted that feeling to go away, you know, please go away, please go away. But like, I would get flashed. Like I fucking got flashbacks and I had to like take medicine because the people don't understand the difference between memory and a flashback. A flashback is like, I don't even remember where I am anymore. And I just remember things. Like I remember things like when aim fell off that thing and the fucking, but I was there. It's like, you're there. Again, like your brain is so fucking powerful, man, that I remember like waking up in the morning, the times that I threw radio and the times, you know, I just ran by myself or like hitting the bag and like you, your body goes and your brain goes where your body goes. So my brain went there and like nothing, it kind of like zoned out almost like in a movie. And then all of a sudden it's like, it flashes back and then you're back here. Really, really weird. Really fucking weird. I guess that's what people in war do. But to me, that was my, that was my trauma where it's like whoosh, just like in a fucking movie it's like everything's gone and then all of a sudden you're fucking back here but yeah i bet a lot of people didn't know that about me yeah man it's it's rough it's fucking like i literally sit down so my job at therapy now is pretty much to sit there and then tell her stories about crank and i just cry the whole time the whole time because that's what i have to get out of my system i have to get they say i have to grieve because I'm not allowing myself to, to grieve the loss of what you had in the past year and a half. So it's like, all right, you ready? Oh, fuck, here we go. So it's like over and over and over and over. So does it, does it help you when, uh, like, I know you've been very active on social media again, especially with the crank stuff. Does that help you, like, you know, with recovery? Yeah, so that's part of it. That's part of it. It's keep putting it out. Stop hiding like the things that you want to see. And to some people like, oh my God, you know, whether it makes them sad or it's annoying, it's part of my therapy. It's part of me getting, getting used to like, this was who you, you are. Like, this is part of you. It doesn't mean you are now, but it's like, it's something, I'm going to cry. Something. <laughs> Why the fuck does all this have to happen, man? You're good, Pete. Let it out, man. We're all here for you. I fucking miss everybody. I miss everything. We all miss you, man. I talk about you every week. Literally every week. I don't say that, but I talk about you every week to everybody. Thank you. You're good, Pete. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's why. Thanks, dude. Of course, man. We love you, man. We just want you to be happy. That's all. No, I'm trying. Yeah. I think you're doing a great job. Did you ask me a question before I cried? Because I don't even remember. No, you answered it. Oh, yeah. Just, it's social media. Is it social media like posting about crank like help you? Um, oh yeah 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 it helps you tap into the things that were good you know yeah. that's it and right now there's no way i can experience that like i can't i kind of want to talk to anyone here i like people 
Yeah. I have a neighbor. Fucking walk too much. But I don't want to build a relationship, but mainly because like I don't want to fucking it to happen again. It's almost just like when you you date, you know, yeah. like you're in a big relationship for a long time, and also you break up. So like, I don't want to fucking date no one again. So, but it's not that, you know. But yeah, but, it helps. It helps. It's okay. It's okay to just you know don't like seclude yourself, even if you like don't know anyone. There. Don't seclude yourself. It's okay to you know the right people will come into your life. Right. Right. I actually signed up for an open mic finally. Awesome. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do open mic on Wednesday. Just get the fuck out of here. Do something. Where's it at? Uh, it's called Wise Guys Comedy Club. Okay. Yeah, it just opened up. So the reason I'm doing it is because here there's such a huge like um, anywhere it's it's not clicky, but everyone goes to the same mic, so they develop a group and that's stand up. Like everyone goes here, here. This is a brand new club. It opens today, so I'm gonna go there tomorrow for the open mic. Just to be like, everyone here is now new. Now this is a whole new field. So yeah. like, would this be my place to like, you know, develop my, you know, hone a craft or just have fun, really? I just wanted to just have fun. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want anything out of this except for like, I'll try material out. That's it. How's Nat? Nat? How's work? <laughs> no, she's good. She hates her job. It's great. Oh, so if, if people didn't know this, Nat almost, we almost went back. <gasps> yeah. We didn't almost go back. We almost, she was going to quit her job. So the job that she was at, they flew her in. They're just opening this new warehouse um, for the company. And she was in there and she was doing it. And the director she was under didn't do anything. So no one helped her. And she just took on this role as like a, a manager where she really didn't want to. She wanted to just, you know, she didn't want to be in charge of people. But the guy was doing such a bad job that she, they would load all the work onto, onto her. So now she became this underpaid director. And she doesn't know anything about management or supervising or anything like that. So it became so stressful that she would cry all the time. She would cry, cry, cry. She would work from five in the morning to almost six at night. And then we'd go pick her up. Yeah, working in a warehouse, making it, to, putting it together to build like a structure. And then whenever her, the things that she learned in New Jersey at the other warehouse, she brought it over to help, they wouldn't imp implement it. But, and then it would just fail. And then it would fall on her. So she was like, at the point of, I can't do this anymore. I want I was like, so let's fucking quit. You could quit and then we'll figure it out. Like, not that we're going to move back. I was like, I don't want to move back and just like give up that fast. I was like, I'll yeah. get a job. We'll do this. We'll do that. I was like, but yeah, she almost to the point where she's going to quit. Instead, she went to, they wouldn't let her quit. So she went to HR to hand in her two weeks. And then in, in the interview or whatever, when she was talking to the, to the HR person, they said, um, no, you're not allowed to quit. And then talk to her. Yeah. And asked her why. And then after why, they went to investigation, figured out why they fired the director. But well, she's the director. Yeah, she pretty much. Right. And that's why she's really stressed out now, but in a different way, because now she's doing all the work herself. But she's like, I've already been doing this. Yeah. So it's like, what's the difference? I've already been doing this. So let me just, you know, she's let's, let's see where it goes. And now they just hired another person. I think he starts this week, actually. So, you know, it'll, it'll be easier, but she's having, she's been having a rough ride. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. Having a rough ride. She leaves like five, five in the morning. We used to drive her and now it's too early to drive her because we would wake up the kids and just put them in the car. And then I would drive her and then drive back here and then put them back to sleep. Damn. Yeah. How far is it? About 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And then, so like, we'll pick her up. She don't drive. No, no driving net. 
she don't drive. So it's either that. So she takes an Uber every day in the morning and then we pick her up at night now. Where you go headed to next? Where are you headed to next? Where are you learning next? Non-podcast. What's up? No, I mean, like, uh, do you have anything like certification wise, stuff like that, that you're going to end up going uh, back to anything planned? Yeah. Um, this entire year, I just wanted to like hit it hard with education. Uh, right now, uh, you know, Daru Strong? Yes. I'm the fighter doing, guy. Yeah. You want to do like a lot of MMA bodyweight stuff? Yeah. I'm doing his mentorship online. Oh, nice. That's, it takes a while, which is actually even better. I like when right. stuff is longer. Right. Um, instead of like two days, instead of like two days, yeah. like, like a class. I mean, it's too, but like, right. it's more involved in this one because there's like Zoom meetings, like you get face-to-face, like it's right. pretty cool. Um, and then I have uh, Steel Mace training. Okay. They're, they're doing it at Chaz's gym, which is pretty cool. Oh, nice. On nice. got his gym. So I'm doing that. And then I'll probably go back to DBC for another one in like a few right. months. Always. ABC, always ABL. be learning, learning. ABL, 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 <laughs> always be learning. Talk about, yeah. talking about misunderstood. Speaking of misunderstood people, um, Darouge, he does not look like he's smart as fuck at all. Daru, what's that? his name? What's his name? Darouge Strong. Darouge Strong, yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't yeah. look like he's smart. Very smart. Very smart. He's very yeah, like- smart read his caption and listen to him talk i'm like whoa yeah right but like if you just watched the video or like you looked at him because it was like all like typical meathead yeah right the lip, the size, yeah. it. it'd be cool like, fuck that guy he is he's very smart man i was like i was very skeptic in the beginning i was like all right this guy look at these ads hitting me a lot of ads a lot of ads all of a sudden i watched it and i read it's like pretty smart really knows smart it. he knows yeah. his shit he knows his energy systems he knows everything he knows he knows it knows it well, all right man like he puts himself in that position like right. he actually does it he trains he does it and then he will explain i'll teach it and explain it to you right right Without, like making it up because someone told him right <laughs> <laughs> well in, in closing is there anything you want to say before uh, we close out here anything? i just want to say miss you Pete. like really miss you we all miss you over here um we're just happy when you're happy, so be happy. <laughs> um, and just like literally, just thank you, like for everything. Because I wouldn't be where I'm at today without you. I've told you that many times. Don't cry. Don't you- I know. We did it once. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate so, it. I don't forget where I came from. Is what I'm trying to say. All right. You're my foundation to helping me in my career. So thank you. And thank you course thank you all right all right guys well that is the end of a laughing serious and a very emotional episode for me here um, i'm glad coach matt bustos uh, came out today guys if you haven't make sure you check him out on instagram facebook twitter snapchat is there snapchat twitter, still? snapchat once in a while once in a while tiktok are you a tiktoker once in a while once in a while yeah like every like yeah i hear you on that one mainly I'm instagram also- Instagram just easier for me. DM. He's an Instagrammer. If you need his information, you can always check the link below. If not, go to Bustos Performance. A Bustos Boost Performance. <laughs> Such a great name, by the way. Such a fucking smart, smart play on words. Boost Performance NJ. Um, that's at Instagram, correct? Yes, correct. Cool. And it is uh, at 196 Franklin Ave, Nutley, New Jersey. If you have an athlete or you yourself need to, you know, get into shape, 
athletic perform, whatever the fuck it is, go check it out. And I'm sure that you will be pleased with any result that comes out of it. Guys, Matt, thank you so much for, for being a part of this. Everyone here. Thank you. Thank you. We will see you guys soon and have a great week. Peace out, everybody. Ciao, guys. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Pete, you can follow him on Instagram at Pete Isop. Thanks again, and see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.